Hey, and welcome to another edition of Catfishing with the Tat Daddy. Tonight, I want to talk about unity, uh, specifically unity in political parties. And how does that apply to us saying things like, let's be nice to each other, can't we all get along? And what is the balance of all those things? So buckle up, buttercup, because here we fucking go. Yay! So, unity in politics. I think that is an interesting subject because it's discussed quite a bit, typically by whichever side lost. Whichever side lost suddenly wants other people to care about their feelings, and suddenly wants there to be unity, and suddenly wants there to be compromise. And some people are really quick to jump on that bandwagon, even people from the party that won. And I'm not here to say that you necessarily have to be this full force asshole. But at the same time, if you're really going to accomplish anything, how can you do that and simply push out unity like they say? And as politics continue to become more and more divisive, what we really need is for one party to stand up and take a stand against the other. When you have Republicans running around and before, but especially under Trump, being the world's biggest cock-sucking dickheads, printing shirts like Trump 2020, fuck your feelings, and just being an absolute shitheel like he was on Twitter and in press briefings and everything else, to expect that the moment that someone else wins that they have to respond with unity is fucking asinine. And not only is it asinine, but it's just fucking stupid because... There are consequences for actions. And if you want to run around and act the way they have acted for the last four years, you don't suddenly get to the moment you lose, be like, well, I know the last four years were fuck your feelings, but now it's about me and my feelings, and we should be nice. So, you know, be nice. And if the Democratic Party is going to just fucking roll over and search for compromise, and unity, and play nice with the Republicans, we won't fucking get anywhere. Now, in saying that unity is pointless, I think there's two different aspects to talk about. First is the political side, from passing of legislation and all of that. And the second is in real life, out in the world. So I'm going to start off with the legislative side. And it is an interesting dichotomy because if you look at Bernie's history, he has a history of not really being very open to compromise, including even within his own party. And you can make a fairly valid argument to the fact that part of why he has not been very effective in his career in government, meaning uh, 
when I say not very effective, I look at what he has or has not accomplished. And he doesn't have a long record of successfully passing bills or getting things done that he wanted. Um, I mean, his own state doesn't have universal health care and the stuff that he is looking for. So that's why I say that he hasn't been super successful. However, he has been on the right side of issues pretty much since the beginning of time. Uh, since civil rights, he has been in support of civil rights, unlike a lot of people in the current Democratic Party that have flip-flopped on those issues. And Republicans flip-flopped, too, that they used to be about civil rights, and now they're not. And uh, so I think you could tie a lot of that to the fact that Bernie is not willing to compromise. He wants what he wants, and he's going to go after it, and... He's not necessarily going to cut a bunch of corners to get there. Now, whether or not that's the right thing to do, you know, it again is an interesting question. Because at the same time, he hasn't accomplished much. But what if part of the reason he hasn't accomplished much because of the stance he has taken is because he's one of the very few that are willing to do it? And I think... The fact that he is willing to stand up against even his own party is exactly why the Democratic Party would never, ever, ever allow him to be the nominee. They'll never put their backing behind him, and it's not that it's some giant cabal thing. The simple fact is, is that if the head of the Democratic Party, if the leaders of the party don't want you to be the nominee, you're not going to get to be the fucking nominee because you're just not going to be able to get the support that you need to overall win the votes. You need the leaders of the party saying, this is the guy that we want to get behind. This is the guy we want you to vote for. This is the guy that represents what we want to represent and to get us where we're going to get. But what if we lived in a world where Bernie wasn't one of the very few who is unwilling to compromise? And instead, you had a bunch of people banded together who would actually do shit. Or, at least if they were going to compromise, would make a point of focusing on why they compromised. And in that aspect, I would point to stimulus relief. The American people in general have been greatly impacted by COVID and shutdowns and the economic impact. And that's 100% true. It doesn't make the economy worth more than people's lives, but it's true. And what the fuck is the point of our society if a government is not helping support the people? So we come in here and we shut down all of these things saying it's about public health and saying we're concerned about the people, but at the same time decimate the lives of small business owners and the people that work for them. Meanwhile, we are making sure to bail out large corporations and banks and Wall Street, above all, because, you know, money, uber alles. And I really think the opportunity that was missed in that situation before the election was for one of the two parties to compromise with the other and pass some fucking stimulus relief and make the point to shout from the heavens that they wanted to do A and the other party wanted to do B and that in the interest of the American people, they compromised. 
whether it was to do mostly be or not. And you can even say that and be like, hey, look, these fucking assholes over here, they don't give a shit about you. They won't do anything for you unless they get everything they want. We care about you and we are willing to compromise in order to get you some help and to reach out to the people. And it really could have made, in my opinion, it really could have made a difference. And it's what the fucking people need. If we don't take care of our society, what the fuck is the point of having a society? It's not socialism, you fucking idiots. If we don't have taxes to take care of roads and to take care of infrastructure and to provide health care and education for the betterment of society, what the fuck are we even doing it for? It might as well just be the fucking Wild West and everybody out for themselves, literally. Not everybody out for themselves at a capitalist standpoint, but as far as fucking literally everyone out for themselves. Otherwise, there's no fucking point behind it at all. Now, I'm going to try to wrap this section up and bring it back together to my point, which is to talk about political unity. And my point throughout all of this is that I don't think that you need to have political unity to people who are just fucking cocksuckers and fucking pieces of shit. It doesn't do you any good. It's not going to get you where you want to get, and it just perpetuates the fucking bullshit. We need a political party to be willing to take a stand and say, this is bullshit. And we will not come together with people who say the kind of things that the fucking maggotards say. We will not compromise with people like Trump and be nice to them after we beat them. It doesn't mean that you can't compromise and work with them when they've won and they are in power and he is the fucking president. But once you've won the election, fuck him. Because they spent the last four years saying fuck everyone else. And so they don't deserve anything back. You get out what you put in. They put out hate and bullshit. For four fucking years. And over the course of that four years, they only ramped it up and made it worse. They didn't make it better. They made it worse. They got even stronger. They got even more vocal. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everyone is a racist. I don't really get into that at all. In fact, I had an earlier podcast on that. But I do think that a minority of people who are fucking shitheels became more vocal because the president was a vocal shitheel. And we don't owe any of those vocal shitheels a fucking thing. Especially in government. People need to make a fucking stand. Stand by the things that they've said they're going to do. Have some fucking principle when it comes to laws and legislation. And the things they do to run society. And actually fucking work for change. Because if you don't work for change. And you don't try to make things better. You can go fuck yourself about getting my vote. The fact that I voted for Biden once just because he wasn't Trump and I was so fucking sick of Trump that I decided it was worth it to vote for anyone else but Trump just to help Trump go the fuck away does not mean that I will vote for you again just because you're not a Republican. Falling into this 
fucking blind ideology that just votes for whatever fucking person has an L in, or an R in front of their name or a D in front of their name is fucking ignorant and f- just as fucking stupid and dangerous as so many of the other things that we see people do. Yay! Now, the other thing that I mentioned is unity in our everyday life, IRL, in real life. And this segment probably won't be as long as the previous one because they are very similar. So I really do believe in being nice to people and trying to be a good person. At the same time, I'm a punk and it's all about respect. And once someone disrespects me or doesn't show me respect, once someone loses my respect through their actions, they can go fuck themselves. And so, yeah, I definitely operate on the general principle of being nice to other people and trying to be a good person. But that doesn't mean blindly being taken advantage of. And that doesn't mean that when somebody fucking beats the shit out of you and fucking pisses all over you and is a fucking cocksucker that you have to turn around and then be nice to them when you win. Fuck that bullshit. You can be a good winner and you can be a good loser. And if you're a shitty winner, when you turn around and are the loser, I don't have to care about your fucking feelings and I don't have to be nice to you. It makes me think about Ronda Rousey. You know what? Ronda Rousey deserves all the fucking hate she got because she was a fucking bitch. She was so fucking mean to people. After she would win, she would gloat and she was so fucking full of herself and so fucking cocky and so up on her high horse. And so you know what? Yeah, when she lost, embarrassingly so, and then lost again, embarrassingly so, she fucking deserves to be roasted for it because she showed us that she was a poor sport. And if you're going to be a poor sport, newsflash, motherfucker, that shit only works while you're winning. So when it comes to people that are so fucking pro-Trump, they have those fucking t-shirts that say, Trump 2020, fuck your feelings, or the flags that are all about, oh, the bullshit ends here, all this stuff, when he's one of the most fucking corrupt asshole presidents we've ever had, they don't deserve shit. They have shown that they are poor sports. They have shown that they are fucking shitty winners. And they're shitty losers. And they're just fucking shitty people. And people like that, they don't deserve unity. They don't deserve a fucking thing. They can just simply go fuck themselves. Now, catfish, you ask yourself. Why? Why is it that you wanted to talk about unity? Well, it's because of the bullshit we saw with Kamala Harris and Lindsey Graham and their little fist bump and him rubbing her on the fucking back and how full of shit both parties are. Here we are, post-election. Lindsey Graham is actively trying to disenfranchise voters for the Democratic Party and supporting the idea that it's a fraud and all of this bullshit. But yet, when they're not out stumping and when they're not out at a fucking press conference, they're fucking 
fist bumping with each other and fucking he's rubbing her back and yeah how you doing little lady fuck them that's such bullshit neither fucking party cares about us and i've said this many times so it's not like it's a big fucking surprise but they don't even try to hide it they fucking know they're on camera and those things and that everybody's gonna fucking see it they don't even try to fucking hide it because they don't give a shit Because dumb motherfuckers like the idiot I was fucking talking to on Twitter the other day are going to come along and fucking defend them and claim that, ooh, see, she made him give her a fist bump. That's a power move. Oh, we have to work with them on it. We have to do this. We have to do that. No, man. Like I said earlier, there is a certain point at which motherfuckers are beyond reconciliation. And motherfuckers don't deserve to be worked with. And fuck that. What we need is a party that fucking is willing to stand up, give respect where respect is due and earned and is proper, but also be willing to actually fucking take a stand and do shit to help the people. So, let's talk about unity and all that. You can go fuck yourselves if that's what you believe in. If you believe that we have to fucking show unity to these fucking assholes, you probably also believe that it's perfectly okay that Mike Perry fights in the UFC, that Greg Hardy fights in the UFC, that Rumble Johnson just magically seems to run into all of these women who have major fucking problems around him, but it's not him. He's not an abuser. It's all the fucking women. Fuck you if that's what you think. But at this point in time, after all the episodes I've already done, I doubt that anybody that made it this far listening to the sound of my voice thinks those things. And that being the case, thank you. Thank you for making it this far. Thank you for listening. And I really do believe that we can find a balance between taking a hard stand... But at the same time, also not fucking caving to fucking assholes. And that really would be my recommendation to not just people listening to me, but to myself as well. Sometimes I do this to remind myself of what my goals need to be. And I think that it's important that we move forward with purpose And we take a stand, and if someone is being a shithead, you tell them they're being a shithead. But don't just run around attacking everybody. Make sure that you reserve it for the people that actually deserve it. And if there are others, which who you can actually have a normal conversation and a discussion, even if at the end of it, they don't change their mind or agree with you, that's okay. What you're trying to do here is plant seeds. Seeds that show that caring about health care and stuff like that isn't fucking socialism. It's not evil. It's not communism. And at the same time, caring about immigration doesn't make you racist. Now, certainly there are ways you can care about it that make you racist. But simply saying, I care about immigration and what happens on our borders with people coming in and out. That alone doesn't make somebody racist. So I think if we actually are to envision ourselves making any sort of change, we have to be willing to take a tough stand, but at the same time, 
we also have to be willing to talk to people and try to plant seeds and make a statement in a good way as long as those people aren't giant fucking douchey maggotards. As always, you could find me on the Twatter machine at MMA Catfish. And of course, let's not forget FMP. I'm out! Late!